listeners, and welcome back to another episode of the Unfounded Podcast. My name is Christopher Turner, and I'm your host. I wanted to get on here and talk with you a little bit. It's been, I think, three or four days since the last episode. Uh, as you can maybe hear in my voice, I'm in a weird mood right now. Um, I'm not in the best of moods. <laughs> and one of the reasons I want to get on here and talk is because I think it's important to show, um, or at least to uh illustrate to you the kind of vacillations of moods that I can go through so that maybe if you go through those kind of those kind of swings those mood swings that you don't feel as crazy or as abnormal um, I think a lot of times uh, we get told in this modern world that if we're not kind of constantly feeling a hundred percent or or constantly feeling like we're on top of the world that there's something wrong with us and I don't think that's true I think there's something uh deeply wrong about that idea. Sorry, my mic was a little turned around there. Um, it's okay to kind of not feel okay sometimes, you know. Um, it's okay to kind of not feel... good about yourself, I guess. And this is a, <laughs> it's a weird thing to say, right? Um, because uh, it might sound like self-deprecating in some way or, or kind of uh, overly negative, but I don't mean it to sound that way. I mean it in a positive sense, in a weird way. Um, it's okay to feel bad about yourself every once in a while. Uh, and because I think we often run away from feeling bad about ourselves. We create this little loop out of it because we're so scared of being, um, of looking at what we really are, all the flaws included. Uh, that we we run away from them, uh, kind of hiding our eyes, and like I did in the other episode, putting our fingers in our ears and going la 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 la, <laughs> you know. And I think a lot of times, you know, when you're presented with uh, when reality, when you're when you're presented with a reality that clashes with your perception um, or your perceived, uh, not your perception, but what you're desired outcome is, I guess, or what, or what your, um, idea of the world is, how you put this, cause we all kind of make this, this, this map in our head, right. Of what the world looks like and how other people interact with it, uh, and how, how everything's structured in a sense. And I think one of the time, the, the times that we can be rocked the most is when, um, there are times when that kind of fundamental, those fundamental assumptions get kind of rocked or something happens where it kind of shakes your ground, the ground you stand on a little bit. It can. I'm being very vague because I think like the, that situation can happen in a lot of different forms for people. You know what I mean? But I hope you understand what I mean about that, like the feeling behind those situations, the gravity behind those situations. When you feel like you're just unstable, all of a sudden something happens, and it's like, whoa! It's rocked kind of the way I think about the world. Uh, coronavirus itself has definitely done that for people globally. I think that's a very good example if you want to try to conceptualize what I'm talking about. Uh, is these events that kind of are ground groundbreaking, right? Um, I guess there's a reason for that term, right? Groundbreaking. Um, they shake us, uh, our foundations a little bit, and it show. I, I think one of the things that makes us insecure about that is it shows us that we really aren't on solid ground ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that our perceptions are never really, um, our perspectives are never correct, right? It's one of the things that'll show you this. 
that no matter how like stable you think you are, you're never completely stable. That foundation is never completely solid, right? Um, that the world can still has always has a, a trick up its sleeve and will always throw you a curveball, <laughs> right? When you think it's not going to throw you one, you know what I mean? And so, in some ways, like it's good to I think try to try to integrate that idea of the world always throwing curveballs into your conception of reality is what your grounding is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that way you it, you create a, a more malleable kind of foundation that's. You know, maybe you recognize that you might have to tear it down every once in a while, but, um, or it might get torn down every once in a while. But the point is that you kind of continue to build upon, um, what's solid, I guess. Uh, and for me, like, I'm, I'm going through a, a time like that right now, um, where I, f- I feel like my, for lack of a better way of describing it, like, my faith in, in the way I view the world is being tested. Um, maybe for everybody, maybe this isn't just me. Maybe this is kind of everybody is, is having this where, uh, some assumptions you've made about the way the world is, op- is, is structured, uh, you know, come into clash with or clash with the way reality is unfolding. And so, um, it makes you kind of second guess all of the assumptions you've made <laughs> throughout your life. Right. Uh, and and I wonder if that's not one of the really fundamental things that's going on right now inside of each individual across the world is this assumption that that we've maybe maybe that that that, that the world that we've created is 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 that is stable, you know that maybe maybe we've recognized that the human being is flawed and, and can be unstable and needs to kind of constantly work on itself. You know, I think we have recognized that. I think it's in our founding documents, but I don't know if we've recognized, we didn't recognize that within the institutions or the government or the, the idea of the Western world, kind of this progressive movement and things, um, that it can be, it can be like any, anything else, any other idea. It can, it it will be flawed in some way and and the world will kind of shake it up (laughs) at some point. And we have to be willing to kind of Hold on one second. Alexa, stop the alarm. And she's going to talk at me for like a couple seconds here. So give me like, I'm going to take a drink of my tea. <laughs> Listen to the music. Hmm. It's already almost 100 degrees here in Las Vegas, Nevada. What a fun one. Sweet. Okay. Sorry about that. I have a lot of interruptions when I do this podcast, don't I? Um... But ideas can be flawed, right? And that's why you can be flawed as an individual in the way you perceive the world. You're not enough. We've talked about this before. Your perspective isn't enough. And so um, it's why one thing I, I, I think one really good rule of thumb to go by is to never be too, uh, to never be too trusting of somebody that, that says that they figured it out, right? <laughs> Uh, that anybody that says that they figured everything out kind of as like a, a sweeping statement or they have the answers or the solutions, like those are people you got to be really careful of, you know, um, because they're on just as unsolid or, or shaky ground. They live in the same world you do. And that world still has a, a trick or two up its sleeve, right? <laughs> that they've never seen. You know what I mean? They couldn't perceive if they've wanted to. 
right? If we just sit here uh, as a thought experiment and sit here and think, you know, is there is there a possibility that something could happen that's never happened before that would fundamentally shake our perception or understanding of reality? Is that a possibility, logically? If the answer is yes, which I'm... Pr- if you follow that logically, it would be yes. The, 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 then, okay, there's anybody, then you see how the lunacy behind anybody that says that they figured it out. Because it assumes, it's a God complex, right? If you try to really carry that out, like, you'll, you'll see that anybody that asserts that they figured out a system as complex as the universe has to be an absolute maniac. The size with an ego the size of like the universe itself like <laughs> you know as big as a god like you have to be that big of a thing inside your head to be able to even get to the point where you think you'd solve everything you know what i mean you know there's a there's a there's a, a lesser version of that which is like the person that's <clears throat> on a crusade trying to fix everything thinking that they're going to they're going to find a way one way to fix the universe <laughs> you know what i mean um I think that's still a very evil archetype, but it's a lesser evil than the one that I just described, one that's already confused itself with God. That's why when you come to moments in your life where your perception is shaken, you shouldn't approach it with a attitude of arrogance or pride or... um, anger right the reason i'm like going through these different emotions is because what i'm going through right now right i'm in this weird emotional spot i'm trying to talk through it with you right now i feel prideful i feel angry i feel like i want to like lash out in a way you know what i mean um but when i ask myself why i want to do that it's because some assumptions i've made or things that i believe to be true are being shown to be not true in my in my perception of reality and it makes me angry you know it makes me it, 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 it makes me realize that I'm flawed you know what I mean it makes me realize that I'm, I can be so flawed that I can misperceive what I feel is so solid you know and <clears throat> that's a humbling thing it's, it's, it's a really hard pill to swallow you know what I mean? Uh, and I, I wonder, I often wonder, and maybe this is why I'm talking about it this morning, if, if we as a society, kind of as a as a, as a civilization, are, are, are refusing to swallow that pill <clears throat> in a way. Um, I see so much anger. You know? You know, when I when I look out when I look at the at the political landscape modern day, it's so it's so hard to navigate. It's so complex, and it's it's because there are there's so many different quotation mark facts out there that each side has used as like an attack, as like a they made into like arrows that they can launch at the other side. You know what I mean? And each of these little facts individually taken at face value seem true 
But when placed in context with each other, they all like collide and none of them match up right. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's, and, and that's why when you hear somebody, like you see a lot of people politically, they'll go out there and they'll be like, you know what we need? We just need the middle ground. We just need to write down the middle. We need a third party, whatever it is. And it's like, okay, well, what would that look, what would that look like? Because it, the conception of that is usually just like, we'll write down the middle, whatever, like half, what's halfway between like what the, the Democrats want, what's halfway between what the Republicans want, that kind of a thing. And it's like, well, it's not that simple. The world's much more complicated than that. <laughs> what if you have two ideas, two facts, two two things that that that, that, that people have held as a fact, as a, as a, as something that's founded, uh, that clash with each other, that those facts in themselves demonstrate how neither of them could exist? You see what I'm saying? <laughs> that both of them can't be true at the same time. So there's so that so that a lot of the things that both sides are holding as fact obviously are de- have been demonstrated now is are not right it's so like i hope that wasn't too hard <laughs> to follow because it was kind of hard for me to follow uh i guess the point i'm getting to is like we've we've the solidity of the world of the worldviews that we've presented as as the only worldviews or only perspectives in this world are falling apart right now but the response that people are having when they're confronted with this, like with that pill, that, you know, that humble pill, that, that, you know, reality isn't what your perception is. Um, people are responding with anger and doubling down on what their preconceived notion of reality is. They're not like taking like the stimulus they're getting from the external world, right. And incorporating it and like reinventing their idea of what, of what, reality should be right or what 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 reality is right trying to make a more accurate model of what reality is so that you don't make a misjudgment in the future uh we're doubling down and saying no 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 no. we're like it's like we're talking back to the external world and saying no world that's actually not true (laughs) we're telling the world that's not how it's structured no world you're actually not structured this way this is the way you're structured like this is part of the lunacy behind the, the the far left right now is we've gotten so far down this um, idea in, in, into this idea world where everything you talk, and I, I know this because I studied it, right? This is what I studied for like three, four years in college. Uh, political science was one of my major, uh, uh, was one of my majors. And then the other one was history, American history. And so um, when you study political science in, in the college setting, it's presented from one perspective. Like very, it's presented from the liberal perspective. Now it's a classical liberal perspective, right? Which is usually then misconstrued and and, and morphed throughout whatever class you take, and, and people will take that that kind of liberal liberal cons- perspective and like morph it into a more cons- modern conservatism and a, and a modern liberalism. Um, but there's this molding of the reality that's happening and i think it started in the in the universities it's something to do with this this political kind of landscape and what's happened over the last 60 or 70 years i think maybe since the i i i I think first wave counterculture right that that first wave kind of counterculture that exploded in the 60s i think um did something to kind of encourage inside people this idea that if we think hard enough about what reality should be we have the ability to make reality that way it was this flipping of the of it was almost like this flipping of the fundamental relationship that human beings have with the external world and instead of recognizing it as a 
recognizing the human being as a symbiotic thing that comes out of the world, out of the universe itself, that exists within it, that can't tamper with it, that can't reinvent it because it is it, right? We've we've tried to um, view ourselves as this alien thing that um, is godless in some sense, that doesn't have like a past or a present, but just kind of lives in the or uh, uh, doesn't have a past, right? Like that we 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 don't. We're this biological thing that just kind of popped up with this intelligence that kind of came out of nowhere, some kind of subatomic organization, right? And that somehow produced consciousness, and that now we're this thing that is is foreign to this weird, dangerous world that's trying to kill us, and that what we need to do is make that world into this safe, soft thing that is more representative of what the human being should be. This is the idea, <laughs> right? This is the idea. Now, what do you see happening politically right now, guys? You know, people out there trying to change the world. I've said this before, change the world to them, right? Well, it's one of the, it's one of the problems within the, the idea that you, you know, what's, what's been going on in these institutions, these universities, right? I think it's partially why there's been more focus and more drive uh, socially to push children you know from high school into college and, and and through the university system is partially so that we can kind of filter them through this way of thinking so that we can get them into thinking that you know what you need to be in some ways an activist you need to go out into the world and change the world to you whatever your vision of it is right go out and make it into that uh and and i don't think that's the purpose of the institution we've perverted the purpose of the university there like the purpose of the university is for you to be challenged with ideas so that like the real the real per it's it's the process i was just talking about it's the the, the purpose of the university is for you to go in with a set of assumptions and pers- a perspective a defined perspective that you think is founded and to go into that university and to have somebody smack that and be like nope here and i have proof <laughs> you know what i mean here's an example and many examples of how your perspective's wrong. And then you going through the self-work, the process, that, that hard internal work of recognizing that you're fallible and that you, your perception is, is very fallible and that you can, you can make assumptions that you're really quick to assume things, that you really like to be right, right? That you really, like all of these biases that exist within yourself, like you're supposed to explore that internal freaking maze that is you. And that is very uniquely you. That is like you do have when when you talk about like bias. I get I hate talking about it in this way, but you do have ways that you perceive the world that actually hurt the way that you'll interact with it. I would call that a bias, right? That are actually not really accurate. I think they're usually it's usually baggage carried on from some kind of hurt, whatever it is. There's some, something that's happened to you in the past, probably that's colored the way you view the world that makes you interact with it in a way that it produces a negative reaction that kind of creates this negative vicious cycle that that devolves you if you allow it to happen. Um, I think university is, is actually meant to help solve that as well, but not when you pervert it into this thing that's supposed to indoctrinate people into these this activist role into a certain role, right? Where, where no, 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 this is, there's a certain, we have figured it out, right, is what you get when you go to university now. It's like, we figured things out. We know how the world should be structured. 
you know. And if you if you go read an American history book, it, it has this really logical progression. You know, we're moving from kind of slave days, all this kind of stuff, onto like this more equality. Everybody's free. Everybody's happy. Everybody, it's this it's this heaven paradise complex idea that's being presented in uh, the American history books, which I don't think is an accurate representation of American history. Uh, it's too simple. <laughs> you know, it's much. It's far too simple. Um, and and it's 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 causing. Um, But if you if you present this simple version of history to to people, right, um, and you tell them this is how it was, then they kind of they, they they feel that this they they take that in and they they make it a part of their perspective, you know, they incorporate it, and then they stand on it, right, <laughs> and they and they and they assume that that's that's stuff that they can rely on. And so there's a travesty in that. Like there's there's a there's a there's a real sadness, a deep sadness in what's going on in the university. Uh, and I don't know if I, the one thing that I can't figure out. And I, Jordan Peterson has talked about this in depth uh, because he's of his experience in the university system and all the things that happened after he spoke out against. I forget what the actual bill was. C sixteen, I think, was the name of the bill in in Canada. But it was it was the transgender rights bill where um, I, I believe it was mandating the use of gender pronouns legally. Right, meaning that you didn't have an option uh, to use the to gender the person with whatever gender they want. Right, it, it was it was legally mandated. So if you were to call uh, a person who had, tr- had transitioned from let's say male to female a male after they had transitioned, that would be you'd be legally held responsible for that. Um, he spoke out against this, right, uh, and then was um, kind of lambasted and criticized throughout the academic community. Uh, for kind of being this um, unwoke figure in a sense, right? Uh, uh, and then uh, proceeded to be attacked and latched onto by the political left as this this far right kind of figurehead, which uh, was a complete m- mischaracterization of of the man. So it's like, um, but you have this. Uh, he talks about it in depth. This this devolving that he's seen within the university system. Right, um, this taking over, kind of this militant takeover with a certain perspective, this very liberal kind of progressive perspective that's kind of infiltrated uh, the university by means of of, of establishing new new uh, schools, like you know, um, like women's studies and these kind of these more progressive fields. Right, these are the this is his his argument. I'm trying to represent as as accurately as I can. Um, if you want to <laughs> to hear him speak for himself, right? He's plenty of documentation on Jordan Peterson. If you want to just type his name into YouTube, you'll find all of this stuff on him. But um, uh, there's this there's this process happening, I think, and I, I think I saw it myself as I went through school. Um, I think I've, I've I've heard other people, figures, political figures, and 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 uh, important figures within the universities like Jordan Peterson and others, right? You've heard other people talk about this. This isn't something that I'm bringing up out of the blue. Um, that that's happening inside of the university that's got to a point where um, we're actually, I think, creating uh, it's a form of brainwashing what we're doing um, because we're creating inside of individuals, young ch- children effectively, um, a perception of the world that is completely and utterly foreign to it, to the reality of what it is. And so when they enter into that world, they're presented with this thing that feels like it, it's like it, they feel like they're a cancer inside of it that the world and all of its antibodies attack immediately almost 
right? That's how you feel as this foreign thing. And so, so you immediately get defensive, I think, as soon as you come out of university and you look at the world as a place that you need to go out and kind of, kind of defend yourself from at first and then kind of go out and fix and keep from hurting other people, <laughs> you know? Uh, it's it's this and, and and this is really I think the fundamental assumption behind a lot of the more progressive movements in the country. Period. That's like the underlying thing that's going behind all of it. It's like, oh man, this world is so nasty. Let's go fix it and solve it for everyone. Let's make it this safe and nice thing. But the reason we're doing that is because we've been told lies, people. And whether that's intentional or not, I don't know. I don't know if we're ever going to figure that out. But I think I think it's a mixture of both, most likely. Systems are complex. Or can be complex, but this system is complex, right? And so, uh, yeah, I guarantee you there's people that were doing that intentionally. I guarantee you there's people that were doing it with the best intentions. Both. And everything in between. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um I think there's a lot of teachers out there that, that have been taught in this way and then kind of regurgitate the information. I think that there's uh, teachers out there that are considered more progressive thinkers who bring novel ideas into the into the, this world. And I, I, I think if there's anybody that we could identify as culpable in this, it would be those individuals. The people that are bringing these ideas that they know are, are dangerous or foreign to the world but are, pres- are prescribing them as solutions even though they know that they're not going to be a solution, right? Or maybe they do. That's the problem is I don't think people, I really don't, I have a really hard time whenever I get to a point like that where I, of imagining a bad actor. It's really, if you ever, have you ever found your, if you ever tried to, it's really hard. It's really, really hard to imagine somebody that would do something specifically because they want to see something devolve. It's really hard to imagine how you make a Joker, right? (laughs) That you've seen in those movies. That's why those movies were so profound. That's why they drew us in so much is because it showed you a process that we've always been like oblivious to, I think, as a society that you could trip into. Any of us could. If the wrong set of circumstances happened in the wrong scenario, you can trip into that kind of a, a thing, into into that devil, devolution. I, 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 is that a word, devolution? I don't know. If that's a, Devolving, right? Um now you don't do that without making some very bad choices along the way. Like there's there's personal culpability and responsibility in that path. Don't get me wrong, but um, there's a, there's a serious a set of circumstances, a specific set of circumstances that can create inside of the individual the desire to be this kind of nihilistic thing that wants to tear everything down. Now, one of the what scares me about this perspective that's been taught to people, this perspective that I'm talking about, and I don't know why I've gotten narrowed down on this right now, but I think it's there's obviously some reason for it. Um, is because it does something like that. It, 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 what I see and what I, I saw it inspire inside of me because I feel like I went through this process. I went into school. I learned, like I said, I learned this. You know, I, this is what I studied. And so I was taught in this way. You know, and I, then I said, like I've said before, I went out to DC and worked in it for about a summer, a little longer than a summer. Uh, and, um, what I learned in that process was, was some of these things that, that, there's this, uh, what I've been saying is that there's this way of thinking of viewing the world. And that when you, when, when I went through school, I thought that I was, I had figured it out that I, Oh, I knew the solution. You know, you come out of school and you're like, Oh, it's just, you know, we got, we just got to solve bad people. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm not one of those, but I just need to make sure I'm on the right side. And then I need, need to just make sure I push hard enough for, for whatever the, that, that correct side is doing, you know? And so I had identified the left or the liberal idea as something that was in general good 
and that because, you know, let's say uh, the Democratic Party in the United States was associated with the left, I wanted to push their ideas based on that because I felt that they were going to be the thing, the tool, the easiest way to fix the world. And that's really what happens with all of us, right? Like, that's why we pick political parties. That's why we vote with political parties is because it's the one way that we kind of are able to orient our own perspective in a thing, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a method that, that, that produces a powerful reaction, right? The problem is, is, is it's like, it's not aligned directly with our, our, um, desire. So it's like, we don't get to wield that political machine itself ourselves, <clears throat> but we kind of think of it as if we do, like we think of dem- democracy as if it's, and, and these different parties as if they're like arms of ourselves, right? And I'm a Democrat now. So like whatever I vote for, like now that I'm a Democrat, like whatever the Democrats do is like a representation of me and, and what I want to see in the world. And also whatever I kind of, whatever I consider good is also what the Democratic Party represents or vice versa. You can do the Republican Party as well, right? <clears throat> There's this idea that you take on, this archetype that you take on almost that that's, that's, um, or it's this Leviathan idea actually too, this certain set of autonomy you trade away. Um, but it's kind of like, I think one of the ways we've gone really wrong where our perspective, our modern perspective so messed up is like, we've created these mini like egos that have, that they're so dense in nature (laughs) (laughs) like especially because this this university process has like doubled down and taught people like no 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 no. like you're the most important thing you're right if you feel wrong you know what i mean like your your feelings are the thing that makes you right and so just like go and and make the world into what you're feeling you feel is right and and (laughs) and because of that we've made everybody we've we perverted the focus on the individual the traditional liberal perspective into this like modern monster that consists of an ego with a gravitation which so dense that the gravitational pull sucks and deforms everything around it and each individual modern individual is kind of this little ego black hole in a sense this energy void because they haven't done the work necessary to actually be something that can produce order in the world and so they they do nothing but consume and, and suck away energy and I know this is a very dark way to view the world, but this is how I view most people in the modern in the modern context, especially in the United States. And and part of it's due to this economic system too. This 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 consuming, this economic consuming, you know, this this way of, of wanting people to constantly consume more and more and more to keep the machine going, so we can continue to produce wealth. This up up up, right? But I think we're reaching that logical conclusion to that people, like. I think that's partially what you're seeing here, why the economy itself is divorced from the reality of the world, right? Why you are suffering or your paychecks are hurting or why maybe this coronavirus, all this shit, like there's a lot of people being coming homeless, but the stock market's still going up. You know what I mean? Like in job rates, job, job reports are going down consistently, but the stock market's still going up. You know what I mean? Like, why is this separated? Why? Well, it's a good question. <laughs> Because we've made some fundamental assumptions that are wrong. The world's snapping back. The rubber band is snapping back right now. The world is demonstrating just how wrong our assumptions have been. One of the things we can do as individuals, as I kind of started this episode, is we can choose how we respond when we get slapped in the face like that. (laughs) 
You know what I mean? When that rubber band snaps back, because you're gonna, you are going to do this. We are all so fallible. We're flawed human beings. I'm not sitting here trying to preach to you or, or standing on a pulpit trying to, to, to preach down to you as if, as if you're something different than me. No, I'm the exact same thing as you. I'm just as flawed. My perspective is just as bad. That's why I got on here as soon as I felt bad and angry and prideful because I wanted to demonstrate and talk through those ideas, how I think you get through them. And, and partially for me, part of it is to get on here and to kind of vent it a little bit, right? To talk through some of the, the negative aspects in the world that I'm seeing and seeing what my path through it is. So if, if my, you know, you know, my pathway got a little obscured because my assumptions were wrong, well, okay, let's define a new path. You know what I mean? Um, and it, when you, what I find already, I feel better, right? Just because I didn't realize, here's the thing, guys. I didn't know that right there, what I just said. Like, that's what I was looking for when I sat down here at the beginning of this episode. Define a new path. Okay. You're on a path. It doesn't go where you're, you're wanting it to go. Something goes in the way. Something runs over that path. The tree falls in the way. Whatever. What do you do? Do you sit there and stare at the tree? Blame the tree for falling? You know what I mean? Try to stop all trees from ever falling again? <laughs> you know what I mean? What do we do? Or do we go around the tree? find a new path maybe like the detour off of that path brings you to the edge of the grand canyon (laughs) you know what i mean there's this beauty in the way that life unfolds that we constantly miss when we try to control it this has been a theme i think throughout my podcast and i hope it's something that you've taken away thus far but you don't want to try to control this too much it's a very hard thing to do a lot of times it takes talking to yourself, I think, <clears throat> opening up this dialogue in whatever form works for you. For me, it's getting on here and making the podcast and sending it to you guys. But uh, maybe for you, it's journaling, right? Or maybe for you, it's doing an audio version of this. There's all those little audio recorders on your phone that you can do. That is a really good too. And do the exact same thing I'm doing here with myself, with you, right? <clears throat> Talk it through. There's something amazing that happens when you talk through and you get those kind of everything you're feeling out. Allow it to come out. You know what I mean? Don't hold on to those emotions, that anger, that that jealousy, that rage, that whatever it is that's inside of you. You know what I mean? The 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 the, uh, the embarrassment, maybe the uh, um, uh, I don't know, contempt. I, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of different negative emotions you can feel towards the world and people within it when your perception of the world is wrong. And usually whoever is the person that brings that perception clash into being is the person you're going to try to take your anger out on, isn't it? (laughs) And then what happens? All the other things we've talked about, that's how evil is created in the world. You going out there and trying to take your anger out on somebody that did nothing but lived in reality, right? What good do you do when you do that? Nothing. You produce more evil. You become an evil thing yourself. Immediately you become a monster. You devolve come further from grace in a sense and 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 that's something that we all can avoid simply by putting the effort and in, 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 in intention into ourselves like this like i hope i just demonstrated talking through how you're feeling now i didn't go into details about anything i was going through right <laughs> you don't need to you'll know i mean you don't really don't need to you should with yourself <laughs> right you should really allow yourself to be honest with yourself, but you don't necessarily need to. If you just talk 
if you just like turn on, you don't need to force it, I guess is what I'm saying. If you just turn on a recorder, or you just start writing what you need, what needs to come out is going to come out. And there will be a point in that where you'll be like, oh shit, that's exactly what I was looking for. <laughs> you know, like just happened. You just heard it happen about three minutes ago. That's how it happens. Boom, boom. Oh, that's what I was looking for. And now I continue on my day. I go blaze a new path, right? That's how it's done, folks. That's how it's done. That's how life is done. That's the, that's the process of life. You're going to get smacked. You're going to get hit. You're going to, you know, the world's not going to adjust to you. You're, it's going to be frustrating. You're never going to get a complete conception of what it is. You're always going to be wrong. <laughs> You're always going to be wrong. You're never going to know it all. You're never going to figure it out. Get comfortable with that idea. Have faith that you know enough. You know enough to do whatever you're supposed to do, whatever your purpose is, to realize that purpose. You know enough. Know that and be, be okay with that, you know? Because wanting more than that immediately makes you the monster again. Think of wanting more, wanting to know more than that. What do you become? You're gluttonous. Maybe you're prideful already, thinking that you're the thing that could handle it, you know? <clears throat> Why do you want more? Maybe it stems from some kind of anger, right? You see how like these negative emotions, like it's like, that's why I say the mark of the beast. Like you'll see them. You'll see these, these traits, the same traits. Ask, like vet your decisions with that. You know what I mean? How are they motivated? How, how am I motivating this decision? Is it coming from a place of, of, of gluttony, of, of, of anger, of, of, of jealousy, of resentment, of pride, of, uh, envy of, I mean, any of them go down the list. You can continue to just think of the negative human aspects, right? Is it coming from any of those places? You have to be honest with yourself. A lot of times it's really hard to get to the place where you're honest about how, what that emotion is, or even able to identify it. Those emotions are hard to identify at first. It's hard to identify the difference between them because like I said, we, we aren't taught how to identify them. Like none of, none of our system focuses on any of this period, right? It's just like, no, go out into the world and be a producer. You know what I mean? Self-work, what's that? Take a pill. <laughs> oh, you don't feel right? Oh, there's something wrong with you. Fix it. You know what I mean? It's this really weird, but no, there's nothing wrong with you. That's all the, that's, that's the human process. That's the human game itself. You're supposed to be doing that your whole life. It's so weird how the one thing you're supposed to be doing your whole life is the one thing most people don't do. <laughs> the only thing that you're supposed to be doing in your life is learning and growing as an individual human being inside internally as an eternal thing and it's the one thing that 90% of people in this world do not pay attention to anymore hopefully all of this chaos in the world is the thing that will bring us back to to that to recognizing that because when you do simplify things it might come through a lot of pain and suffering but when you take down all this structure it gets back to that man It will get simpler in that sense. <laughs> Not less, more painless, but it'll get simpler. Sometimes you just need somebody to talk to, huh? A lot of times you just need people to recognize that you're suffering. You feel like you need people to recognize you're suffering. It hurts. Whatever it is. It doesn't matter what it is. Whenever you're hurting, you want people to know. <laughs> right? 
<laughs> don't you? But every single time you try to make people show that, think about it. Every single time you act on that, try to show people how much you're hurting, you hurt them. Every single time. Because it's your responsibility. You're hurting for a reason. It's not their fault. You're hurting. You're doing that to yourself. And that's why it hurts other people when you try to go, you know, show them you're hurting. Because they can't do anything for you. They can't solve that hurt for you. Nobody can. Only you can do that. Internally. Through this process I just described, right? We've been talking about. Only you can solve that for yourself. We we have to stop... Tr- we have to recognize that, I think, as a society. That, that if we're hurting, there's a reason for it, but it's nobody else's fault. Honestly. I don't care even if it is a direct correlation between that person. You have to recognize and find the path out of that situation, which is not defining a person as guilty. You see what I'm saying? That's the process. That's what you have to do. Let's say somebody goes out there and runs over your wife. It's a horrible idea, right? I'm just bringing it up as as an example. Ideally, this is what you should do. As the archetype of a hero, this is the path you should be choosing, right? That person is directly culpable for running over my wife. Maybe there was some kind of malfeasance involved, right? I am suffering because of it. I'm hurting. They made me hurt. But why are you hurting? Because they took something from me. Really? That was yours? That person was yours? Stop real quick, huh? You can see. You can see how we just pass on the hurt. Because you're right. I mean, that person is gone and they're taken from you in a sense. You understand why people say that. But they, what it leads to and the way you'll think about it is thinking that they were yours. And also the other fact is like, well, we had this whole life, right? We had all of this, these things planned out, everything in, ahead of us. Now that's gone. You took that from me. Well, was that ever real? And was that ever yours? The world wasn't ever that. And the world wasn't meant to be your play place in that sense either. The world's a much more chaotic and deeper, has a deeper meaning than your plans, You see the pride in that, right? Privileged to think that that person's, maybe that person's journey, the other person's journey was meant to go with you on that path. Maybe they had fulfilled their purpose. The only way you're ever going to get to a place where you're able to live with yourself and that other human being that committed the act that hurt you is to figure out a way to recognize that it's not their fault. finding that path to forgive them 
That's what forgiveness is. I recognize that it's, it's, it's saying I recognize that you did something, but we're all fallible. I am too. It's not your fault. Right? It's not your fault that you're fallible. You're a human being. That's what makes us equal. We're all fallible. <laughs> right? I don't think that's the way we think about it. We like to think about it as like we're all equal because we're all this beautiful living thing. Well, you could also view it and we're all equal because we all fuck shit up. <laughs> you know? You know? We... We, we are overconfident. We are kind of obsessed with ourselves as the thing the human being is. <laughs> you know? Don't get so overconfident that we're that perfect. Anyway. I think the theme of this episode was finding... Finding a way to get yourself out of a dark space. A dark place when you're kind of in a, a rut. I'm in a much better place now. I was not in a good mood when I started this. And it was a little bit of an experiment, to be honest, guys, because I, I hadn't, I usually, like I said, try to make sure I'm in a fairly good mood before I go on here because I want to make sure I'm not, um, like the purpose of this is to, is to, if I'm sending it to other people, is to help other people, right? And I don't want to be um, in a negative mindset where I'm devolving and then causing others to devolve. You know, I recognize there's a responsibility in any kind of platform, regardless of the size that you have and what you're saying, right? And so... Um, I think, but I think I've kind of taken that a little too far because it's kept me from demonstrating, I think, inside of myself how, um, how many times I feel like this, like how often I feel like this. And most people, I think, um, most people, especially if you look in like the self-help like world, all these gurus and things that do it, they always present this world like, oh, once you do these steps, then everything's just perfect, you know, and you fixed your life and now you're just off and off the races. Some of them will say it's like once you're financially secure, you know, you'll be good to go. Some of them, it's like more of a religious aspect. And some of them, it's like once you're a real estate mogul, it's like, you know, it's like all these, you've seen them all, right? Um, but none of them ever tell you that like how they feel when they're at their lowest or when they're really... um not when they're struggling. Never, never, none of them ever show you their human side. Some of them do. I mean, very, there's some, there's some people out there that I've seen that do it, but it's very seldom because people don't want to be vulnerable. Um, but vulnerability is what makes us equal because <laughs> it shows our flaws. It makes us equal. It makes us all, when you present yourself as this thing that's figured it out, it makes you something monstrous. Anyway. I hope that this has been beneficial to you. I hope you enjoyed it, if nothing else. Uh, and I will be back on here as soon as I have more to talk about. All right. Um, be safe out there and have a good rest of your week. Bye-bye.